0: it's monday it's morning let
1: me check uh, i got my notes here oh it's macabre yes welcome to monday morning mother's day macabre oh man for all the moms out it's there the,
0: for all the moms out there who are like i want to hear a sad tale <laughs> to celebrate motherhood welcome you've come to the right place yeah this one's
1: for mrs Voye's, dude <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is for all the scary mommies out there. I think that's the number one
1: macabre mom. <laughs> yeah, probably. Jason Voorhees' mom is definitely up there. I feel like, or I, I, the I never saw the movie, but there was a scary like Swedish movie a couple of years ago where like the mom gets like facial reconstruction surgery, but it then ends up oh, not being yeah, the yeah, mom, yeah, yeah. and it's like two twins, and the whole thing's really creepy. Yep, I remember the trailers for that, and I have never seen it. Yeah. Let's keep
0: speculating about what wildly. It
1: might be. The only way I speculate. Yes.
0: Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where Scones and I, who I am as Darcy, he is Scones. What an intro. Uh we talk about scary stuff every week. One of us brings a scary story, we talk about it, and this week happens to be Mother's Day week. Shout out to my mom who <clears throat> there's this there's this decent chance she's listening because she has called me in the past and told me I have mistakenly said words wrong. As mothers are wont to do.
1: Heck yeah, my mom definitely does not listen, and I hope she never does. <laughs> I'm
0: living your nightmare every day, <laughs> baby. Love you, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're leaving it in. It's Mother's Day.
1: Oh, man.
0: So shout out to the mom listeners. You've come to the place where we're going to talk about some some macabre news. If
1: you want a special macabre mom-themed episode, become a yes. Patreon member.
0: Yeah, check out the Patreon because today we're going to be dropping the Monday Morning Macabre mommy
1: don't Masticer? say it.
0: nope nope we don't have a good word for it but it's going to be a mom themed episode so take a look at that on the patreon side and this week scones is going to be presenting
1: us with something spooky yes uh not mother theme, but still spooky what you come here for i still deliver folks
0: he still delivers scones guarantees 30 minutes or less
1: we're gonna be talking free. about harold shipman
0: shipman or shipman shipman very Okay, a very important distinction. (laughs) Shitty guy, shippy surname. Band. 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 Tickle those ivories. Oh, all the band's mothers are here to play their instruments for them. Oh, my gosh, that's so (laughs) cute. Oh, this is adorable.
1: Wow, look at them. So
0: cute, so cute. Oh, my
1: gosh, all the mothers out there.
0: Skeleton mommies play us in. They sound remarkably similar they do. to a normal band. You know, we need to pay them. The apple
1: doesn't fall far, folks. <laughs> All right, scones. Yeah, we're going to talk about the grisly story of Harold Shipman. He was <laughs> a British doctor who killed his patients for pleasure.
0: I was going to say, you didn't even have to go past British Doctor, and I was terrified.
1: Yeah, it's he just steps out of his TARDIS or whatever it's called. <laughs> I think in Britain, every home is a phone booth that travels through time. <laughs> and every doctor, like... Hunts aliens or whatever that show's about i don't know
0: yeah yeah, yeah. doctor doctor who
1: doctor Wen, doctor Y, doctor how doctor calling dr howard doctor fine dr howard
0: that's the uh the infinity <laughs> stones of the doctor who universe all the doctors it's doctor and who doctor Wen, doctor, <laughs> <laughs> doctor
1: yeah. Y, and doctor how
0: <laughs> they, f- they combine tardises to make a megazord
1: yeah i was gonna say it's definitely like a voltron megazord type of situation yeah <laughs> All right, right, so British doctor who killed patients for fun. A classic Monday morning macabre uh, theme. For sure. From 1975 to 1998, serial killer Harold Oh, this dude was groovy. Oh, he was groovy as fuck, dude. And he he used his position as a trusted family physician to murder as many as 250 of his patients by lethal injection. That was kind of bars right there. Yeah. Not going to lie. Thanks, dude. 250, you said? 250
0: big ones is this <laughs> oh no big murders is this is yeah this is big time murders is this like the origin of uh who am i thinking of who was the lethal injection thing where it was like well it's like they want to die and oh well, like assisted you know, suicide yeah but like where did that what what's, there's a guy whose name is escaped there's a doctor all right
1: we're looking it up folks right here this is how the, the sausage gets made assisted this is
0: yeah this is what is his name?
1: Assisted suicide doctor. doctor. I'm going to get flagged, yeah. the baby. <laughs> Jack Kevorkian.
0: Yes, Kevorkian. Thank you. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Embodied, embodied in his quote,
1: dying is not a crime.
0: Anyway. Yes, so he, he was the biggest suicide guy, but this sounds like this is more uh, I'm going to kill people and make it not look like I'm killing people.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time. Doctors are supposed to give people support when they're at their most vulnerable. But Dr. Harold Shipman used his position to take advantage of his chases. I keep, I hear Shipman.
0: You keep saying Shipman. but
1: I swear I'm saying Shipman. But I, no, you're saying, yeah, you're saying Shipman, but you're doing it in a way that you're like, I'm really saying Shipman. I know. I like have to stop because I hear it in my head.
0: <laughs> He's in your head, dude. The spirit of Shipman.
1: Anyway, in a cruelly ironic twist, uh, he became one of the most prolific serial killers in English history. Exploding their trust, Shipman would find... (laughs) (laughs) He would first... Oh, no. Diagnose... This is a cursed episode. He would first diagnose his patients with illnesses that they did not have. And then he would inject them with a lethal dose of diamorphine. Unbeknownst to perhaps 250 people, their visit to the office of Harold Shipman would be their last.
0: What an asshole. Oh, yeah. It must be... Like, could you imagine being like, hey, my knees are really bugging me? And he's like, Oh, you've got appendicitis. I'm gonna inject you with like you're gonna bleach, need more baby of the baby. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like, uh, I don't think
1: that's right. I'm pushing for he's a like, physical. <laughs>
0: this is a Wendy's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you came to me. <laughs> Harold Shipman was born in Nottingham, England in nineteen forty six. He was a promising student throughout school and excelled in sports, particularly rugby he was a chad he was and i mean classic serial killer like being like oh i'm really gifted at anatomy yeah what a what a jackass but the course of shipman's life changed forever when he was 17 that year his mother vera with whom uh shipman was very close was diagnosed with lung cancer well she laid down. so he injected her with bleach yeah.
0: and then he realized hey
1: i'm on to something hey <laughs> definitely no more lung cancer <laughs> While she lay dying in the hospital, Shipman closely observed how the doctor eats her suffering by administering morphine to her. Experts would later speculate that this was the moment that inspired his sadistic killing spree in modus operandi. What a. Ch- uh, man.
0: He's 17. He should be like old enough to be like, oh no, I, I understand the, the, the
1: parameters here. He should be out being a British teenager, dude, throwing rocks at stuff. Yeah, and hitting like, pubs and, and, and. Listening to the clash. Yeah, that's the law. Following his mother's death, Shipman went on to marry Primrose May Oxtoby. Oxtoby. That's 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 British as fuck. Primrose May Oxtoby. While studying medicine at Leeds University Medical School, he was going to uni.
0: Dude, you're just such a good accent, man. Yeah, it
1: made the fucking hooligans playing football <laughs> play footy. You're telling me not every British person is just like, oh that's footy wrong. Tommy. <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> oh, <tell me." laughs> Linda. Yeah. I'm gonna go mad, Linda, as he's bashing They're like over. Oh
0: man, all the European listeners right now are like, you guys.
1: We're not just peaky blinders, and we're like, we don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, and we're just like
0: burgers, 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 gun violence burgers.
1: Hey, if, I'm not, if I don't have my guns, my burgers, <laughs> and an exorbitant health bill, I'm not American. <laughs> what am I? There's only one football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Brady. The pair had four children together, and from the outside, Shipman's life was the picture of normality. Until it wasn't. Whoa. Whoa. No, I doesn't say that, but that's like the meme every oh. crime documentary. Their life was great until it was. Yeah, right. And then it like turns black. And then black it's like and blue one. flash Yeah. cut to Yeah, it turns to the negative colors.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's just like the 60 minutes clock just like He graduated in
1: 1970 and commenced life as a junior doctor, but he quickly moved up the ranks and became a general practitioner at a medical center in West Yorkshire. Or Yorkshire?
0: Yorkshire? I don't know. Yeah, York I listen. We're going to get written in about this regardless Hell of yeah. how we say well, we're it. We're going to so. say it
1: the Massachusetts way where it doesn't make any sense. The Yorkshire Wastad, kid. Fucking Yorkshire What's kid. The- <laughs> Don't the Paw Sox play there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it was here in 1976 when Shipman first found himself in trouble with the law. The young doctor was caught forging prescriptions for Demerol, an opioid typically used to treat severe pain, for his own use. Shipman had become addicted. He was fined, fired from his job, and required to attend a rehabilitation clinic in York. Mm. The old York.
0: Peppermint Patty. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: old. Dude, I could go for one of those right now. <laughs> hey,
0: man. Why don't we
1: cut the yeah, episode let's get here? Out of here. <laughs> All right. Good luck, listener. Figure it out. Hey. Hey, Google it. I don't, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't he, he killed people or whatever. It's, you know, you don't know how it goes. But he's Peppermint Patty. <laughs> oh, are good. Harold Shipman seemed to get back on his feet quickly and returned to work at... Donny Brook Medical Center in Hyde in 1977. He would spend the next 15 years of his career here before setting up a one man practice in 1993.
0: Okay, so you're going to the one man practice of a doctor who was literally kicked out of medical school?
1: Because he's addicted to like opiates? Yeah, because he was
0: <laughs> addicted to. I'd be like, well, my insurance should pay for something a little better than this, I hope.
1: Yeah, but he's just so good
0: with the kids. <laughs> he's got such a strong jawline that one his
1: bedside manner is just impeccable he developed a reputation among his patients and in his community as a good and helpful physician he was (laughs) renowned it says here he was renowned for his bedside manner (laughs) when jokes become real bum 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 inverted colors (laughs) i wish we could i wish there was an audio can we invert the sound (laughs) I mean, it just yeah, it's just going to sound like <laughs> horrific. It probably would just be like. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, Paul is dead. Yet yeah, no one <laughs> knew at the same time. That's a reference very few people will get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knew that at the same time, the good doctor was secretly killing his patients. I love that show. Oh my God, the good doctor.
0: Oh my God, the good doctor.
1: It was March 1975 when Shipman took his first patient. 70-year-old Eva Lyons. It was the day before her birthday. Oh, no. At this time, Shipman had got his hands on enough diamorphine to kill hundreds of people, though no one was even aware of his addiction until the next How did year. he get it? Because he's a doctor. He's just like, hey, I need this. And they're like, okay. Well, he goes
0: to like doctors.org and signs in. I don't understand. How did he get I it? I assume
1: just like the, you know, pharmaceutical companies. I'm sh- sure doctors can get whatever. Um, well, it's probably more regulated now. But in the 70s, they could probably get whatever they wanted from a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, that's true. You know what?
0: Case closed. I'm, maybe, maybe they can just get a, a bunch
1: me. of, just, I don't know what the shelf life of diamorphine is, but maybe they just can buy a shit ton and be like, hey, now we have Hey, it.
0: doctors out there, uh, <sighs> hit us up. I know there's plenty of probably PhD doctors listening to this podcast, so please tell us. If you're a medical how doctor. How do you get all your drugs? Yeah.
1: And what's the shelf life of morphine? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Though Shipman was fired that year for forging prescriptions, he was not removed from the General Medical Council, the doctor's regulatory body. Instead, he received a warning letter.
0: Do you think the medical council is like eight dudes in robes who are just like deciding the fate of doctors out there? For
1: sure. they just like, yeah, dark room, candles. Yeah, exactly. A lot of blood magic. Shipman, you will make your own private practice. I believe it. Like like, drugs and medicine don't actually do anything. They're just to to trick people while the real thing is the blood (laughs) magic going on behind... Closed doors? Yeah,
0: that sounds plausible, and by plausible, I mean I'm convinced, and you will not convince me otherwise. All right, I
1: don't know what the anti-vaxxing version of blood magic is, is, but that's
0: us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) According to investigators, Shipman would stop and restart his killing spree many times throughout his decades of terror, but his method of killing always remained the same. He would target the vulnerable, with the oldest victim being 93-year-old Ann Cooper, and his youngest was a 41-year-old Peter Lewis. Once he had them, he would administer a lethal dose of diamorphine and either watch them die right there or send them home to perish. Jesus. And all it's believed that he killed 71 patients while working at the Donnybrook practice and the remainder while operating his one-man practice. Of his victims, 171 were female and 44 were men. That's super dark. That's one of those things that, like,
0: you're... You just have to, like, relinquish control of the situation to... Someone you assumedly trust. It's like a plane with a pilot. Pilot could just be like, hey, today's the day. I'm just going to fly it into the ocean, baby. Yeah, or
1: he can like put it on autopilot and come inject you with a bunch of morphine. <laughs> yeah, and be like, no, no,
0: this is complimentary. Your first <laughs> no, you're glance, old.
1: Take this. <laughs> you're old. I don't like you. Take this. However, in 1998, Undertakers and his community of Hyde became suspicious of the number of shipments patients who were dying. <laughs> the re- the heroes <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'd think after like five patient deaths you'd be like hey we're gonna go to a different doctor this guy's not having a great outcome for a lot of these people
1: dude god bless the undertakers of the world true what a un- we
0: should just become undertakers that would make this podcast so much more authentic it sure would if like while we record we're just shoveling dirt onto a coffin Dreams, that would be
1: sick that would be sick
0: and we just read the obituary live on air and then the families are like you can't do that not to mention and we're you like said, we're the undertakers we don't have social security you said while like putting dirt
1: isn't like the family still there yeah. when like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no there's a lot of background noise i gotta cut it's out. a
1: live <laughs> podcast
0: yeah it's a lot of wailing and
1: crying you know i'm trying to be like light in the mood some would say it's insensitive some would not me i'm an undertaker the neighboring medical practice further discovered that the death rate of his patients was almost 10 times higher than their own
0: Dude, he sounds, he's getting high scores. He's going to be in the leaderboard. Those
1: rookie numbers. We're going to get those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> they reported their concerns to the local coroner, and then the Greater Manchester Police were called. They could have been the end of Shipman's Reign of Terror, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. Inverse picture.
0: Inverse picture.
1: The authorities came by, asked a few very basic
0: questions, and were satisfied with the answers given.
1: Until they weren't. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. The police investigation failed to carry out The most basic of checks, including whether Shipman had, uh, sorry, including whether or not Shipman had a criminal record.
0: This is a classic Monday morning macabre situation. It's got
1: everything you need, baby. Any way you want it, just the way you need it, police are gonna fumble investigations. It's like cops in any superhero situation. They usually end up just screwing it up or being the bad guys.
0: (laughs) Yep. Always corrupted chief of police, baby. Are you dealing with a small-town murder?
1: The chief of police is not on it. Call a guy dressed like a bat, because he can do it better than you. <laughs> Cutting sh- He's got money. Sure does. And a fucking, like, 12-year-old kid run around <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one ever questions that. Kind of weird when you take the context out. Definitely weird. Definitely weird. If they'd asked the medical board what was on his file, the police would have uncovered that he had forged prescriptions in the past. Cunning Shipman had also covered his tracks by adding false illnesses to his victims' records. As a result, the investigation didn't find any cause for concern, and the deadly doctor was free to keep killing.
0: That's bananas in pajamas. Yep. And also, that's one of those things that, like, if you're a killer, that's probably just empowering your sense of, like, I'm never getting caught. Look how dumb these freaking dumb dums are. Oh, it are.
1: definitely feeds into, like, your god complex of, like, yeah, thinking you can get away with anything or that what you're doing is, like, right- I feel like some right. yeah, are like guided by or like the dogs telling them to do it or whatever the fuck different serial yep. killers have. The shocking murder that finally exposed him.
0: Although Charlie's bringing up some good points.
1: <laughs> Listen, she's got sound <laughs> arguments and she cites all of her sources. I can't. <laughs> she's got primary sources that she has been citing to me the last few days. Shipman's crimes were finally uncovered after he made the mistake of trying to forge the will of one of his victims. 81 year old Kathleen Grundy A former mayor of his town of Hyde After Shipman administered a lethal dose Of diamorphine to Grundy He selected the cremation box On her will to hide the evidence Then he used his typewriter To write her family out of the will entirely Leaving everything to him What a fucking dumbass This is like Are you kidding me? But this is that like god complex that he at this point Thinks he can just do the most obvious Possible thing
0: that's so... They're like, why, she just met you, and you injected her with medicine, and she died. And he's like, yeah, but I got great bedside <laughs> yeah. manner, baby. But have, have you heard my bedside manner? It's
1: fucking flawless, dude. However, Grundy was buried, and her daughter, Angela Woodruff, was notified about the will by local solicitors. Immediately, she suspected foul play and went to the police. Yeah, Woodruff said of the situation, the whole thing was unbelievable. The thought of mom signing the document, leaving everything to her doctor, was inconceivable. The concept of her signing a document, which was so badly typed, did not make any sense. (laughs) That's absurd. I like that it was poorly typed. Just said, No money for kids. (laughs) All money for this guy. No money for kids. All to doctor. Love, (laughs) Grundy. Grundy love Solomon Grundy. Grundy's body was hey back to Batman. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Grundy's body was subsequently exhumed on August oh in August of 1998, and diamorphine was found in her muscle tissue. Shipman was then arrested on September 7th of that year.
0: Well, it's really goes to show you can be. Just so dumb, but still kill 250 people before getting caught.
1: You sure can. And over the next two months after that, the bodies of another 11 victims were exhumed. Police expert also checked Shipman's surgery computer and discovered that he had made false entries to support the fake causes of death he gave on his victims' death certificates. Do
0: you think those were poorly written also? For sure. Just like, big, sick, died today.
1: <laughs> Got the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got the sick big time. <laughs> Mega sick, bro. Simultaneously, Shipman insisted that Grundy was addicted to a drug like morphine or heroin and pointed to his notes as evidence of this. However, police found that Shipman had written the notes on his computer after her death. Then, police managed to verify 14 other cases where Shipman had given lethal doses of diamorphine, falsely registered the patient's deaths, and tampered with their medical history to show that they were dying anyway. Harold Shipman always denies the murders and refused to cooperate with the police or criminal psychiatrists. When the police tried to question him or show him photos of his victims, he sat with his eyes shut, yawned, and refused to look at any evidence. Police could only charge Shipman with 15 murders, but it's estimated that his kill count could be anywhere between 250 and 450.
0: Jesus. How many people can die at this place before somebody is like... Like, why did it take an outsider to be like, hey, this seems suspicious before anyone was like, hey, you know how, like, 150 people have just died at this doctor's office? Just
1: super gross negligence by any kind of, like, authorities. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's kind of the... Kind of the...
1: Didn't even check his record, which seems like it has to be standard (laughs) for any investigation. (laughs) You'd think. Yeah. In 2000, Shipman was handed life imprisonment with a recommendation that he never be released. He was incarcerated yep. in a Manchester prison, but ended up in Wakefield Prison in West Yorkshire, where he took his own life. On the day before his 50th birthday, January 13, 2004, Shipman was found hanging in a cell. He told this probation officer prior to this that he was thinking about committing suicide so that his wife would receive his pension in lump sum. With his death looms the question of why he killed at all. A number of theories yep. have put forward to explain why Shipman had the urge to murder some say that he may have been avenging the death of his mother. Others offer the more charitable opinion that he injected the elderly with diamorphine as a misguided way of offering compassion. So this this gets into the Cavorkian thing.
0: Yeah, but this doesn't seem like. Didn't he kill a forty-one-year-old dude? He sure did. I'm no now. I pray that when I'm forty-one, I'm not like, just get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm I'm hoping uh, that's not my knee, Just get me out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's over. So I don't know how much I pl- I believe that uh,
1: theory. Well, still, most people believe that he had the God complex and that he yeah. had a fixation with being able to save lives as well as end them.
0: Yeah, see, the God complex makes 10 billion times more sense to me. I think that that also makes I feel like a lot of people who are like doctors and surgeons in general, like this is a huge generalization I'm making right now, but I feel like a lot of the times it's it's like a lesser degree of that almost of like i want to i want everyone to know that i'm like a smart dude who can like save lives it's not like a negative necessarily <laughs> hey
1: watch this shit
0: i'm i'm just saying like i feel like some people are like i want to be known as someone who is like literally saving lives and that's why they do that. This might be a spicy take.
1: I like it, though. Keep it in.
0: But, yeah, let's just double down.
1: If you're a doctor, I hate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That is a joke. We're already on the medicine's not real. It's all blood magic train anyway, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Modern medicine is a hoax.
0: 5G coronavirus, baby. You can
1: also see a video of Harold Shipman like being interviewed and shown his victims like pictures and he just does not react at all. It's so Yeah, you were saying creepy. he like would ignore it and like
0: Yeah. This dude sounds like a psychopath.
1: I would say so. He had a he had like four kids and a wife. What a what a fucking psychopath? Married with kids. No, but like this dude, like functioned in society (laughs) yeah and also was a menace to it
0: well that that yeah that lends credence to the like psychopathy of like okay if you try you you're like murdering people no problem but you're also like normal enough seeming that people wouldn't suspect you so like you've got some crazy shit why don't you just go on go to theater school you'd do great
1: Honestly, like all the kids out there listening to this, if there are any, just like ask your dad what he does at work and really try to figure (laughs) it out because it could be this. You don't know.
0: Could be this. Ask Papa. That's how the conversation could go.
1: I think that's it. All right. Well, basically the, the... What you had to get out of today's episode was we're anti-doctors now, apparently.
0: Yeah, what you guys got to know is that the medical system is a fraud and a lie. And if you want to really get healthy, do what... (laughs) Blood magic. Do what Steve Jobs did (laughs) and just eat plants. Isn't he still alive in Argentina or something? Uh, I think that's Tupac. What? Then where is Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs, I think, was downloaded into a font. Ooh. Yeah. What font? Comic Sans, oof, unfortunate. <laughs>
1: it has to be Comic Sans or Wingdings.
0: If you rearrange the words, it says
1: Steve Jobs is alive.
0: <laughs> yeah. <if> you... <laughs> Might be not enough letters, but <laughs> trust me.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a body, though. It's just an original iPod. <laughs> he's he's actually the paperclip in old Microsoft Word. Oh, no way.
0: They, uh, yeah, Microsoft went after him directly and uh, killed him, put him into the paperclip, and that's where his body is imprisoned for the rest of Aren't time do not like
1: bill and melinda gates fighting over custody that cl- paperclip right now
0: bill and ted's excellent paperclip adventure
1: bill and melinda's excellent divorce going on right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> not so excellent divorce no. that's a movie Scott.
1: that's a movie dude you ever seen the video of like the people asking like bill gates how much money stuff is they're like how much do you think like a gallon of milk is he's like i don't know 12 dollars <laughs> Like, dude, you've clearly never shopped at all. Have you seen the video of the kid who just like asked
0: people on the street like very like when's the fourth of July? And people can't give him the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's for next episode, guys. Um make sure to check out our socials, Mondaymorningmacab.com for merch, Patreon, etc., and new episodes. Mm pod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macab on Instagram. Send us DMs. Send us suggestions uh Rate rate the show if you're not listening on like Spotify. Rate the show on iTunes if you want. Yeah, it helps Subscribe, us. Subscribe,
1: unsubscribe, resubscribe.
0: Tell a friend, but contact us. Let us know if you think that we are saying some egregious things about doctors,
1: because you know. You know what? I'm willing to take a stance on just about anything. So
0: <laughs> yeah, if we're, we're taking a stance where the money's at, baby. <laughs> People Have you love guys, outrage. You guys, heard
1: about Goop? Hey. Alex Jones is richer than I'll ever be, <laughs> so we should
0: just start saying ridiculous That's stuff. True. That's true. Obama's a reptilian. The frogs. <laughs> but besides that, and all, besides all the, all the jargon we just went on about, above all, we hope you have just such
1: a good Monday. From the bottom of our hearts, all the mothers out there. Have a great Monday. All the
0: mothers out there, I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day.
1: Boy. Goodbye.